You're listening to the Mystery School of Manifestation podcast. What if the easiest way to get everything you ever wanted was to do the exact opposite of what was the most logical and responsible thing to do? That, my friends, has been my experience of manifestation and exactly what we're getting into in the next episode. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Mystery School of Manifestation, where we cannot stop talking about the connection between all things physical and metaphysical and the magic of manifestation. My name is Deb Cobb, and I'm obsessed with teaching you how to be in the world, but not of the world, so you can consciously co-create a life and business that defies the odds, regardless of what you've created up to this point. I'm just a small town girl from rural Indiana who started my spiritual journey as a poor single mom, once high school dropout, barely able to make ends meet. But through my connection with the superconscious, I've been able to build a successful online business from the ground up without following the rules or sleazy sales tactics. I was even able to send my daughter to the Ivy Leagues. Now our story is raw and unfiltered and I'm more than a little controversial. So be warned if you're easily offended or have children in the room while you listen. That said, if you're ready to step fully into your version of heaven on earth while you can still enjoy it in the physical, buckle up, grab your tissues and your journal and let's get started. Welcome to episode one. I am so honored that you decided to join us today. So that said, we're going to dive right in. Now, when you're someone who has been a hot mess publicly and more than once like I was, the best part about turning it all around and actually creating a life of your wildest dreams isn't the actual experience of living your dreams. The best part of transforming your life and co-creating your version of heaven on earth reality while you can still enjoy it in the physical is realizing after the fact that your worthiness had very little to do with it in the first place, nor did it involve much hustle on your part at all, except the inner work of trusting and taking the steps you were guided to by your intuition. If you look closely at most rags to riches stories or how the underdog was able to rise from the ashes, you will find the common denominator is almost always that they went against what everyone around them thought they should do only to defy the odds and pull off some sort of miraculous feat at the very last minute. Now, while those stories can be a lot of fun to watch and listen to, on podcasts like this one, maybe. Anyway, they are entertaining and heartwarming from the outside. They are not the funnest to live through because it's kind of part of the process of defying the odds that you actually have to go against them and be willing to look a little more than crazy to everyone else around you in the meantime. I believe the reason why most people don't create a life that they know deep down they are supposed to be living is because it is so hard to be in the world, but not of the world. Basically, holding on to hope when appearances and everything else around you seems to be crumbling, which is kind of why I created the Mystery School of Manifestation in the first place, to give you hope that if I can co-create my version of heaven on earth reality from the hot mess that I was living most of my life, you can too. Now, that said, the number one reason I was able to go from a nobody in my industry to attracting Deepak Chopra's team as my very first sales coaching client 
and how Alethea was able to go from the middle of Indiana to become the first student at her high school to be accepted to an Ivy League and then go from not even knowing that she could even write a play to opening her first ever full-length play on 42nd Street Off-Broadway was going against what looked like the logical and responsible thing to do from the outside. I'll tell you more about her story on another episode because I was basically the villain and the voice of, you can't do that, that's insane, in that one. And I promise it'll make you feel better um, as a human being or a parent in general after listening. But the point of today's episode is that things can and will transform for you quickly. And you can still manifest your wildest dreams and co-create your version of heaven on earth reality, no matter how young, old, successful, or a hot mess that you think you are by letting go of what you are supposed to do or think is true. And then you got to hang on for dear life while you ride the roller coaster there. And that's not an exaggeration as you're about to hear. Now, if you remember from the last episode, I was sitting on the beach in Puerto Rico, having just launched my sales coaching business a mere hours before with only six months of experience under my belt and no idea where my first client would come from when my phone rang and it was Deepak Chopra calling. Okay, not really. While I worked with the Chopra Center and I coached one of their sales teams at the time, I want to make it very clear that I've never actually spoken to Deepak personally, just his team. But Deepak, if you're listening, you can totally call me anytime, day or night. Although I'm not sure how you're going to find my number, I'm pretty sure you have people who can. All right. So anyway, the part of the story I didn't share with you in the last episode was all the drama leading up to this trip to Puerto Rico. So there I am. Just a few months after quitting my corporate career with its consistent and safe salary, insurance, and benefits to work for a 100% commission with no insurance or benefits to speak of because I was technically an independent contractor as a remote high-ticket closer for one famous business coach at the time in 2016. So we're a few months in, and I'm feeling pretty great. I had hit my first five figures in commission just about 90 days in when I got a phone call from this famous business coach. And let's call her Daphne for the sake of clarity. So Daphne tells me she's planning to pack up the entire sales team and basically move us in the middle of the night to get out from under the evil CEO of the virtual coaching sales company that had recruited, trained, hired, and coached us because they were not filling their part of the agreement. Now, I've later since developed a very close friendship and working relationship with the said evil CEO. She's actually the fairy godmother of my story. But point being, I had 100% believed that winning my role on this sales team a few months prior during a grueling two-week unpaid trial where I had to compete live against 19 other people all vying for this closing role. And then getting to work from home, making more in one month closing than I had my entire life was beginning of my dream come true. I had tried for almost a year to get out of corporate. I was working 12 to 14 hour days with an hour commute each way in retail management. My daughter, Alethea, was a sophomore in high school. And like I told you last time, we were basically in the fairy tale version of the Gilmore Girls. We were really close as you know, mother and daughter, because I was only 18 years older than she was. And actually she was definitely more mature. But that said, if you watch the show, our version of 
the Gilmore Girls did not come with the uber-rich parents who lived in a mansion and graduated from Harvard. My parents worked hard, and they did what they could, but they could only help out so much. We were most definitely not born with silver spoons, and where we're from, most people work hard and long hours to earn a living. But here I was, I thought I'd made it. No more struggle, no more worries about paying the bills, no more hour-long commutes. In hindsight, thinking I was about to live my dream come true made what came next even harder. I'll never forget the feeling of despair, unfulfillment, and fear the entire time that I was trying to find another job outside of retail. I was terrified that I would never be able to find a career that allowed me to pay the bills and actually get to spend time with my daughter. We only had a couple years left before she went off to college. When the opportunity of a lifetime, or so I thought, landed in my lap by way of my email inbox, and that was the email announcing this high-ticket closer audition. I thought, this is it. Even though I felt it, that click of, this is it, I still went back and forth for days about whether or not I could afford to quit my stable career for a 100% commission. I had almost convinced myself I couldn't do it and almost didn't even apply. But I kept getting the message, just do it. And so I did. But the best part of that story was I found out that I had won the role of closer over the 19 others who were auditioning on Alethea's 16th birthday. I got to tell her on her birthday that I had finally gotten a job that would mean we wouldn't have to struggle anymore to pay the bills and I'd actually get to spend more than 10 or 15 minutes a day in passing with her. She was so proud and excited. That's so amazing, Mama, she said. And the look of pride on her face is one that I will never forget. But it was only a few months later and it was all falling apart. Aside from the fact that I was losing sleep because I basically abandoned the CEO of this virtual sales coaching company, let's call her Caitlin because that's her name, Caitlin Domner, D-O-E-M-N-E-R. Again, now one of my dearest friends and the genius behind virtualcoachingsales.com and the founder of Ecstatic Sales. Look her up. Anyway, back then, I just knew her as a CEO and a very nice woman with a family of six to provide for. And she had been calling me pretty much every hour for days since we stopped answering and since we had been stolen in the middle of the night. Then it was a few times a week and she'd sent me countless emails, but I had been instructed by Daphne not to answer. And I had no real choice, I thought. I had just quit my job. I had nothing else. I needed to provide for myself and my daughter. So I had to do it. Now, in hindsight, I didn't have to. And if the same thing happened today, I probably wouldn't, but thank God I did. Now, a little context to this story. Alethea and I had just moved the year prior, and we were 30 minutes from our hometown of Mooresville, Indiana, to downtown Indianapolis. And we moved so that Alethea could attend a free charter college prep school there and actually have the chance at competing with the top percent and fulfilling her dream of going to Columbia University. 
Now, not only did this closer job allow me to work from home and damn near triple my income, it also, again, allowed me to spend time with her and drive her to and from school several days a week because this charter school did not and still does not have school buses. It's all carpool. We lived about 10 minutes away from the school with several dangerous neighborhoods in between. And there was no way that I was going to put my beautiful teenage daughter on the city bus if I could afford it. Not to mention the fact that her dad and his entire family would probably come after me and they were not happy I decided to move her out of Mooresville into the city, but I wasn't listening. Now you get it. This job was everything. It was my dream come true. Until it wasn't. And while I had been willing to follow Daphne while she stole six figures in commission from Caitlin, I began hearing complaints from the business owners who I'd sold these $25,000 to $30,000 marketing packages to. They weren't getting results or what they thought they'd paid for. Come to find out, said business marketing coach was better at marketing her marketing services than actually delivering them. Now, because I was so good at my job, So good that people were remortgaging their homes and scraping together spare change just to buy from me. Those people had trusted me with their livelihoods. And while I'd love to say that that was the final straw and I quit immediately, I believed Daphne when she told me those people hadn't shown up and they hadn't done the work. And that's why they weren't getting results. So I wanted to believe it. I kept trying to close, but I couldn't. I was no longer performing. I had gone from closing at 40% my first month in the role to 50%, which was pretty much unheard of for a closer at the time. That said, a shameless plug, I now often coach my closers to enroll at 60, 80, and even 100% a month ethically while following the spiritual art of sales where truth is the most important thing and the highest good instead of closing the deal is the outcome that we are shooting for. But back to the story. So I was basically crushing it. And then I couldn't save or couldn't close a deal to save my life. I think I was at about 10% because my heart wasn't in it. So I decided it was now or never. I was either going to have to fake it until I made it and lie to close these deals or I was going to have to quit. This is one of the hardest decisions I ever had to make, but I thought I had a cushion. You see, I had $14,000 in back commission and about two months of living expenses at the time. So I felt safe enough to just take a chance and go out on my own. Now, in hindsight, I should have seen this coming. If Daphne was willing to steal an entire sales team out from under the woman who had built it for her, was she really going to pay me? The answer is obviously no, she didn't. I was devastated. I cried more then than I did when I was 16 and suicidal. Because now I had a daughter who had to trust me with her dreams. And I had believed that we had made ours come true. I was not giving up. So what I did next was a little irresponsible And the exact opposite of what the logical thing would have been to do, which would have been to go crawling back to my old boss, who ironically enough, had told me I was welcome to return if this company didn't pay me. I'm not even kidding. I cannot make that up, right? Twilight Zoney. Anyway, so I thought about it 
I thought about going back for like two seconds before deciding to listen to the other voice within telling me to say, screw it, take a week's vacation to Puerto Rico and launch your own sales coaching business. Now, the voice wasn't quite as loud as it had been 18 years earlier when it was busy saving me from myself on my deathbed, when it told me that I could choose to die or live and I chose to live, right? This time it was much more subtle. And that was the hardest part, figuring out whether this was just wishful thinking of a lunatic and would amount to me basically running from the problem before winding up penniless and alone on the side of the street. Where do you think my daughter gets her overactive imagination and penchant for drama, right? Or if this voice was real and I was receiving guidance from something beyond the physical, you can call it God, spirit, universe, whatever resonates with you. So booking a vacation when I didn't even have a job or any other income coming in was obviously the most irresponsible thing I could do as a single mother at the time. And you better believe my mom made damn sure I knew it. And of course she did. Of course she would, right? She had seen me at my worst, at my lowest, like basically blowing up my life in the form of several nervous breakdowns, brushes with the law, drug and alcohol problems, and you name it. You go, it go on and on, right? So she, she for sure thought I was crazy and tried to talk me out of it as any good mom would, right? But eventually she said, okay, Deb, but I can only help you out so much. If you fall on your face and need more money, you know, you're going to have to do this at your own risk. And I did. I booked a flight and the cutest bed and breakfast ever, the dream catcher, just outside of the busier touristy areas and a short drive to old San Juan. It was actually the first Airbnb rental I had ever rented. And here I was. A few days later, I got there and I was sitting at this little desk writing my very first social media post as a sales coach. And I was so proud. I was so proud I decided to walk across the street from the dream catcher and have a margarita to celebrate. The funny thing is I was actually too afraid to wander far from where I was staying, but I had happened to find this cool little Mexican place that had the best jalapeno margaritas ever, and I had basically gone there for every meal since. I felt like it was my kind of version of cheers, and so I thought, why not? And so as I'm sitting there, my little table on the deck, I allowed myself to dream a little that maybe my dream of being a single stay-at-home mom by 33 was still possible, which is actually the goal I'd set for myself a few years prior when I was still trying to figure out how we were going to be able to afford to move to Indianapolis so Lydia could attend that school. So anyway, I'm finishing my margarita and I'm just not ready to go back to my room and sit there and stare at the wall. So I decided it's safe enough for me to walk to the beach and sit in the sand and stare at the ocean instead of the walls here. And so that is what I did. So now you're all caught up. There I was sitting on the beach, my feet in the sand and my purse to my right when the phone rang. And I almost didn't answer when I saw who it was. It was Caitlin. And I had ghosted her and we hadn't spoken since the whole, we leave you in the middle of the night debacle. But that little voice spoke up again and it said, answer the phone. And so I did. I was fully expecting an angry woman to start chewing me out. But what I got instead was, 
Deb, how are you? Are you still working with Daphne? No, I answered, a little shocked at the excitement in her voice. I'm not. I'm actually sitting on the beach right now. I quit last week and I flew out here to launch my own sales coaching business, at which point I got a little embarrassed because she had just trained me months prior and I had left without a word. And who did I think I was to start my own business, right? And if she felt that way at the time, she sure didn't let on. Instead, she said, have you heard of Deepak Chopra? Now, I almost dropped the phone. I was a little tipsy from that margarita. But my reply was, yes. Like, who haven't, right? I was kind of obsessed with a meditation challenge that I had recently done and was actually getting into his work at the time. But what she said next was the silver, actually gold lining of the entire fiasco. She said, we just signed him as a client and I'm calling to see if you'll come work for us again. That's the story of how I did the exact opposite of what made sense. Basically giving the finger to being responsible in the eyes of the world and instead manifested Deepak Chopra's sales team as my first coaching client with zero outreach and efforting on my part. The thing I did was leap before the net was there. And the rest, as they say, is history. So just a few weeks after living through what was essentially the worst case scenario I'd imagined several months prior when I was trying to decide whether or not I was actually crazy enough to quit my full-time corporate job for a 100% commission contractor role, I found a greater truth. And that is, No matter how bleak your circumstances or how sure you are that you have messed up your life and you will never succeed at anything ever again, all things are indeed stacked in your favor. If you will just stop beating yourself up when you make a quote unquote wrong turn in your life and be still long enough to hear that still small voice within. And if you can be just crazy enough to listen and follow its guidance, no matter how uncertain, illogical, or irresponsible it may seem, you will find that to be true as well. In all my years of burning my life down to hit rock bottom and building it back up again, It is that still small voice, often referred to as your intuition, that knows something your ego self does not. And when you build a conscious relationship with that source of intuition, your life will take on a magical quality like mine did. And you will begin to experience the mystery of manifestation. So what do you think? I would love to hear. You can send me a direct message at the email address immediately following this episode. So was it all just wishful thinking that happened to come true coincidentally? Or is there something more going on here? A divine orchestration of events connected by deeper meaning 
what my favorite psychologist of all time, Dr. Carl Jung, called synchronicity. All of my love, and remember, you are indeed a spiritual being having a physical experience. You are infinitely loved and supported by the entire cosmos. To collapsing timelines and co-creating our version of happily ever after, our new heaven on earth. Because the odds may be stacked against you, but you are not a statistic. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you liked what you heard, click subscribe and share this episode with someone who might benefit too. And if you're looking to create an equal energetic exchange and also get an exclusive invite to our next top secret event, please consider leaving us an honest review. To get on our invite list, just send a screenshot of your review with the subject line, my review to hello goodbye at debcob.com. That's H-E-L-L-O-G-O-O-D-B-Y-E at D-E-B-B-C-O-B-B.com. Trust me, you'll want to get on this invite list. Until next time, remember, the odds may be stacked against you, but you are not a statistic.